Welcome, friends and all, to the Fab broadcast of Magical Friends. Over there, you got my brother from another mother, Fierce Foss, and I'm, of course, Ox the Bizarre. Uh, and we're going to be shoot, talking your ear off for the next half hour or more about some pretty incredible stuff happening. How about how's that sound, Foss? It sounds pretty good. Um, really quick, I do have to get some uh, just some house cleaning out out there um for the folks who are watching on our youtube channel you probably noticed that there's a different producer behind the glass um we did let go of kevin after last week's horrendous episode um and so you can see back there our new guy his name is sam um he's waving yeah sam do you you want to say something want to say something to the audience sam not looking like it just waving man yeah, well, we'll. Can uh, you hear us? I don't think he, I don't know if he can hear us. He's just giving us a thumbs up. Okay, That's well, cool. Nick, is is that actually Sam, the guy we hired? <laughs> Are you sure? All right. I mean, this is on you because I you put it across to the desk, and I was like, "Yeah, approved." Yeah, I did. Uh, I think I took on way more than I could chew when I took the <laughs> HR department of our company. I mean, Kevin was acting real rascally these last couple of weeks, though. So. Yeah, I mean, just... And and honestly, I, I, I feel like we're a family here. The producers are an extension of us, and we need to be able to trust them. 100%. 100%. How does that sound, guys? Still thumbs up. All right. I don't Jeez. I don't think they can hear us. <laughs> well, well, you might hear me uh sniffling a little bit. I uh I kind of have had like a just I don't know, just like stuffed up. I don't feel like sick. I'm just kinda like getting that October sniffly season going on. For you watching YouTube, uh and you saw him wipe off the white powder from his nose, that was actually cough medicine. They made it yeah. different nowadays. No, I did just have a giant mound of powdered donuts before I came to the <laughs> set. As you do. I mean, it's just a good morning activity. So. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like I get more of it on my face than I do in my mouth. Am I right? <laughs> it's my favorite thing to just like inhale and like try and get a lot of it in my throat just to coat the donut going down, but usually end up choking myself pretty good, so. Yeah, and honestly, like, as a food, it's so, like, like just the amount of dryness, like, (laughs) like, you're just, it's just like, hey, let's take a food that, if it's not baked correctly, is going to be dry, and then let's cover it with dust, (laughs) and uh, you better have a glass of milk or something, because otherwise, you're going to get choked. Really solid planning all the way around. So, kudos to those engineers. <laughs> Anyways, what a um, how's your weekend, man? Uh, it was all good. Um, nothing excite too exciting happened. Um, I finally got my mohawk trimmed up in like the last for the first time in like a few months. So I have the sides shaved down and it feels great. Um, especially since it's like kind of getting colder i beat the rush of like 
getting it trimmed in the middle of the winter, so it just it chills me to the bone when uh, Russian air goes by. So we all good. Yeah, man, your hair's been looking glorious. Dude, it looks even better now that the sides trimmed down, and I just have full on mohawk. That makes me so happy. So how about you? How'd your weekend go? Dude, it was fun. We uh, we had a couple shows up in Okaboji, up at uh, Captain's Getaway, kind of our um, the home of the Tank Anthony band up there. And uh, and yeah, it's always fun because when we do double headers up there, they have like a little like band house thing where all of us get mm. to stay. And so that way we get to, you know, we always get to just hang out and spend time together. And uh, what's funny about this band house is that they do have like a TV, but all they have connected to it is an old DVD player and just a massive stack of like DVDs from the Walmart discount bin. Um, <laughs> so like the whole time we're just watching like, like bad boys and Austin powers and like Ace Ventura, like just, just straight up classics. Um, and that's how we like recover for the day before our shows at night. <laughs> uh, how are the crowds now that like, uh, there's no real reason to be home for uh, holidays yet. Like Halloween's a week away. Thanksgiving's still a month out. Were the crowds just as good as they always are? You know what? I thought that it was going to be a down weekend just because Okaboji is such a tourist town that I felt like now that it's clearly into fall season, I was like, well, there's probably not going to be very many people. But uh, what I didn't take into account, there's like a ton of weddings that go on up there in the fall. And like, I think every night or like both nights we had um, very, very good crowds. And a a lot of it was like weddings, wedding goers. Um, You had a few people that are like year round folks up there. But but yeah, I was actually pretty impressed. I I thought for sure that we were going to have a kind of a slow weekend, but it ended up being pretty fun. That's awesome. I love that for you guys. Um, all right, let's get down to brass tacks. And uh, Eagles Hideout posted their next Thursday jam session is going to be November 16th. And I suggest everybody being there because last week's Thursday jam night was incredible. Oh man, dude, it was a blast. I'm so glad that we uh we actually got to just catch up and and hang out and and see some people like like I hadn't met like a lot of those people too, which was cool. It was an, it was kind of a fun like fresh energy from some of the things you're used to seeing in Fort Dodge, which I actually I absolutely loved. Yeah, hell yeah. Um to those not in the know, it's been like 4 years since uh, Gina had Fetty's Pub and we did these Thursday night jam nights um, and there was something about these nights in particular that just kind of aroused the spirit of Fort Dodge as a whole and like that's not something easy to do because most of the time you throw a dart at a board on a, any night in Fort Dodge and it's just like what can be done what can be done with tonight and there's not much going on and like these nights pull people out of the woodwork 
that don't normally go out, don't have reasons to, and like the amount of talent Fort Dodge has within its womb that doesn't get out there very often is immaculate. And like these are the nights that all of those come to play. And like we have such incredible friends. Um, Gina lets me set, set up with my art. I can't highly recommend that enough to budding artists because like it gives you a place to set up and kind of get used to the idea of being in front of people that you wouldn't normally and kind of gets you ready for cabling at other events. I know it's helped me immensely. Um, but I think the different uh, kinds of people that show up to these is like the best crowd you could have. So if you are an artist, want to show up, get a hold of me. I'll help you with any tips you need to like set up for your first show or whatever. Um, show off whatever art you want to, maybe make a few bucks. Um, but I'd love to have some more artists there too, just to shoot the crap and like get them attuned to this whole thing, whole beast too. Um, it's always been awesome, awesome for these night shows. I'm pretty sure that's how me and you met. Was that one of these Thursday game nights, wasn't it? Yeah, that had to have been at least, if not the first time I met you, at least one of the first times. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I know that, um, yeah, I think that was the night that I bought that little, uh, the Calvin and Hobbes uh, little drawing. Yeah. Dude, just so, yet, it's such awesome times, for sure. Yeah, no, I, actually, I need to, I need to find that. Like, I've, since then, I've moved, like, three or four times, and I, uh, I have all this, like, framed artwork that just kind of gets uh moved around from place to place i i need to actually after this episode recording i'm gonna go see if i can find that i'll take a photo <laughs> of it and put it on the chat awesome so rad um but yeah then we have uh there was a newer band like a high schoolers i want to say they're they were called love bomb um, they're going to be opening up for Clint at Bootleggers on Saturday. Uh, so if you make it out, check them out for sure. Um, it was awesome to see them playing in the area that we were cutting. Like all our friends were cutting their teeth there a decade ago. And I know we were ships passing the night, but I'm sure did Ashbury play up there at the landing? Yeah, I'm trying to think back in the day. Um I think Ashbury's would have been late. I think it would have been like the, um, if you remember that band called Lineup, uh, and then I think maybe the band um, Don't, uh, the Know-It-Alls, uh, mm -hmm. those were kind of like, because Ashbury's really wasn't until like our late, late high school days. Um Whereas those other two bands were kind of like middle school into high school. And, and yeah, cause I, the way I remember it is like by the end of our high school, like uh, the hideout really was not, or Eagles landing, whatever you want to call it. Like, uh, you know, they kind of took their hiatus somewhat early um, back in those days. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. Sure. I do remember like seeing videos of those guys just like, all that entire punk scene just taking over that second floor. Um, it looked like an absolute riot, dude. 
yeah, uh, that was the one of the things that I loved about this group is like we were not ones to ask permission, but we were just the ones to set everything in motion and like random smattering playlist of bands that just had an evening free and we had a poster made up like a couple weeks in advance and like all our friends would show up and we just jam for the night and like that's really what the spirit of this Thursday night jam sessions are like um we had those guys playing um Clint played uh over in the house band played over played with Carson he even talked you and Ferry into playing a few songs which was incredible <laughs> yeah man I love that spirit of the like just the uh, ability to I mean first of all since we're all friends as musicians like there's really no like competition you know so mm-hmm. when we do show up it's like first of all everyone knows everyone and then second of all it's like hey um you're it's gonna easy getting to meet people because I mean when you did step up to the plate to play you were playing with uh, musicians you hadn't necessarily played with like me and Gene and then talking to him about songs that he didn't necessarily know how to play <laughs> yeah which was another hilarious thing so like the whole time I was up there like Ferry and I were up there and I would be like hey do you guys know this song and they're like no <laughs> and then like I I would tell them the chords and I'd be like it's really simple it's just three chords the whole way through and then they would literally just not only play it perfectly but they would like sing all the harmonies they would like they knew all the words and I'm like what the hell guys like you you just said that you didn't know the song and you literally (laughs) just played it perfectly like uh like the my favorite was Jet Airliner by Steve Miller Band like that song has a very distinct riff um Mm -hmm. It's like it's like that and like literally I'm like okay so I play the song and be uh like it's the original recording or whatever it's I basically just play it pretty straight up and down and they're like all right we'll follow you and then like by like eight bars in they're literally just playing the whole song perfectly and I'm like all right guys so yeah you quote unquote don't know what the song is um so yeah that was amazing um and then yeah getting fairy 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 like does not like jam nights he's like i don't want to play like this is you know whatever and then you know all of a sudden a couple beers start flowing and he's like all right i guess i'll play some drums (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's wild seeing fairy up to these up there for these jam nights because like he's just grown and grown by leaps and bounds over this last decade it was funny because like the day after the thursday jam night like i had a memory from like 11 years ago of when we were actually playing on that same little spot spot of land like it was dude i remember that yeah 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 like uh please make it out to these thursday jam nights because it's it'll improve your life so much just being there for sure yeah, and it kind of, if anything, it just exposes people to new things. Like, I, I remember, you know, the uh, the first few times you go to some of those things and you, you hear songs that maybe you've never heard before, 
and you hear them being done by obviously people that you haven't heard do them before. And so it's like, it's just fun takes on, on songs that uh, you also have to keep in mind that the songs have to be somewhat like simple because for the most part, they're unrehearsed. Like when you're putting together a group of people that have never played music before, for the most part, like you try to keep things pretty like low key so that everyone can follow along. Um, and so, yeah, you're watching people kind of like make art on the spot. Uh, and it, it ends up being like, I, there was a couple of songs that I played where like, I play them very specifically when I do solo sets. And like, obviously these guys are like, just kind of along for the ride. So I'm like, I'm trying to, like in the moment, I'm trying to play them more like what the, like what the record, the studio version would have been like, because I'm like, I know these guys like know it this way. And so, you know, be accommodating, be like, be a good listener, be a good team player. Um, and yeah, you kind of find out like how to just how to like match people and, and play well in the sandbox. It's such a crazy, crazy thing. Absolutely. Um, I was going to go back because uh, I, I got there like right after that high school band um, had finished up. Uh, what kind of stuff did they play? Like, how, how was that? I was really like uh, punk scene, like Blink-182 and stuff like that. So, yeah, they, they we were talking to them afterwards and like they said they had like 30 songs that they knew that they could play. So it was, it'll be interesting to see them uh, evolve and grow over the years for sure because like as soon as they got done playing like they were uh yeah i think clint played right after them but like he played a few songs and then i got right over there and like welcomed him and like you're part of this now so i hope you keep showing up and so we can see you you grow and stuff like that so uh me and clint were talking about that too and like seeing all of us grow and evolve over this last decade it would be awesome seeing them do the same now so Kudos to them. Yeah, man. Dude, that's great. Because, yeah, I, I was kind of like, uh, I mean, obviously, I showed up late and I saw those guys and they came up to Ferry and I and uh, and Ferry was just like giving them some very, very great, like, just words of advice. And, um, you know, coming from a, a veteran and like a little local legend himself, you know, Ferry, uh, you could just tell that these guys like just really, really respected him and. Um, what I kind of got, like, this is going to sound like my, you know, old man complaining on the porch speech for the day, but <laughs> like, kids just like don't respect, like, people who are older than them, like they either, they either assume that they can do whatever that you can do. Or if they can't, they like, just don't care. Um, like, they yeah, literally, for the, for the most that? part, they shouldn't, for the most part, they shouldn't. <laughs> because you gotta you gotta be na- naive at some point and think you're better than everybody so you can be humbled and bring it back to a realistic uh interpretation for sure i was gonna say like like honestly because that that's where i just like strongly disagree like like the <laughs> the ability to the ability to be like humble at that point to be like i don't mm-hmm. know everything um therefore like like to be in that room with all of these legends, like multiple dudes that are like Iowa rock and roll hall of fame bound. And like, 
like that could have been a completely different scene. Like these high schoolers could have just like sat in the corner and just been like, yeah, screw these old guys. Like they, they suck, you know, but like for them to have the wherewithal to, to be like, yeah, we're starting out. Like we're in a room full of absolute killers. Like let's, let's make the most of this. Let's make connections. Let's, you know, be respectful. Let's like get to know these guys because if we build this community, like this, this support system will be invaluable. And like, I just feel like so often these days, it's like, like kids are just like exposed to all of these amazing resources and connections. And they're like, I don't need any of this. And then it's like, well, now rather than having created those bonds and that like, and that support, like that supporting mm -hmm. cast, you've basically just alienated them. And so now when you ask for help, they're going to be like, oh, you're that just like that stupid kid who was like uh, telling me that I like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I, I just, I love the fact that they were like, they were so self-aware and so like, uh, like just so mature that they could be like, hey, let's go like talk to these guys and let's like build this community because this mm -hmm. is probably going to be a pretty good idea going forward. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, um, and, like, it's – I remember the old game nights that uh, a few younger people would come and play. And, like, they'd play a couple songs, and then they'd just load up their gear and take off. And it's like, man, that's such a bummer because I feel like you just need somebody to have your back, which this whole community is that, exactly. And, like, you could do some incredible stuff for sure, so – yeah, and the, you know, the, if you look at gym nights as someone who's like op opportunistic, you know, trying to mm -hmm. get, you know, maybe you're someone who's trying to get gigs off of it, or maybe you're trying to, yeah, meet no other artists so that you can get like opening sets and things like that. Like the actual act of playing songs at gym nights does not really advance you in any way. Like it's the time when you're not on stage is when you, you meet people, you make, you build friendships, uh, you know, you find out maybe contact information for certain venues. Like, like that's where it's all happening. Like the actual act of going up and playing a song is not like, like, it's not like Fort Dodge exposure is going to like well, I mean, put, you, put you on couple, the map, you know, there's a couple different things that um, if you're kind of playing a little off or wonky, you have the people that have been doing it for a while and like know some of its nerves, some of it's kind of a skill limitation, but like can also like kind of guide you into a better way of playing or even like thinking about the situation. But also it gives you those connections like because you and Ober and Clint are all like legit musicians by trade like you guys have those connections and like can kind of talk them into warming up and like what places they should hit up. Like sneakers Wednesday nights would be great for them. Like opening for any of you guys would be awesome. Like there's so many opportunities that they have just right in front of them now. And it's so cool. Well, yeah. And, and I just, I can't stress enough the relationship building part of it. Like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they, 
one of my favorite like music stories that I tell people is how I met like or how I became like actual friends with Jeremy Ober like um because he and I had always been acquaintances like I'd go to jam nights and um since he was always such good friends with Ferry and Alex like like I knew of him and we would you know talk every now and then but I just always thought he was on like this level and uh then we went to Ferry's bachelor party where there's like <laughs> you know 30 guys there and like five guitars and uh one night there was a car guitar just getting like passed around and th- it got to me and I was like I was strum along on it or whatever and I'm like I'm like I don't know how to play this stupid thing and so like I tried to I've like passed it over to someone else or I tried to pass it to someone else and Jeremy's like what do you mean you don't know how to play it I just heard you and uh and so like he, he made me sit there and like play a couple songs while like the other guys with the guitars like played leads and you know everyone was singing along and it was like he he constantly was someone who was like he's like hey I know like I know the feeling I know right now you don't think that you like know anything but first of all you do and second of all like we're gonna hold you accountable to make sure you get better and and like yeah now literally like Jeremy is one of my best friends like a couple Wednesdays ago he and I literally just had like a four-hour bro date where we just like bar hopped and I was like I was like (laughs) man like this guy and and what what's also kind of something I guess I'll like kind of tag onto the point is like uh, for me personally, I met all these guys before I even became a musician. So like our friendships were like our friendships weren't just based on the, on the fact that like we were in a band. Um, mm-hmm. And so the fact that these guys, again, these kids from from Fort Dodge High, like they're they're coming out and like like they're they're in this great oppor- or they're in this great place where they can just start building really, really great like connections to where when they do get out like into the real world or if they do like at any point in time decide like hey we want to pursue this like real time it's going to be like oh we already just built this great network and this great uh, community of people um and it's like you're not really starting from from ground zero you're you actually have some foundation there yeah yeah and and to tack on to that a little bit um if you get the chance to hang out with over, it's just a phenomenal situation. Um, we were tearing down and getting everything ready to go and everything. And they were having karaoke up on the third floor, which will be happening next time too, which is just awesome to go to afterwards. Um, but then Jeremy started running this lip about being this great pool player. And you know me, I had a couple of drinks in me and I had to take him down a couple of pegs. Um, so we got up on the third floor uh, Did you beat him? Was, well, somebody was holding the table, so we had to play pairs. And I don't remember Jeremy knocking any balls in, but, I mean, I was just running the table. And I think we were on one 10, 15 times. I, I never kept track, but, like, it was just win after win, pretty sure. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> whatever he says happened is a total lie. He was drunk, and I was less drunk. So you have to take my word on this one. Yeah, he was having he was having quite quite a time. Um, yeah, and I I love that part of it too. Like the fact that the night was like seemingly over, and then basically 
you know, the small handful of us who were still willing to hang out just went upstairs and continued the night. And I'm like, man, like, yeah, that's the. And I mean, that's, that's the cool thing about jam nights is because they go 7 to 11 that, like, there's still plenty of time left in the night to do something else or, like, go a little, go bar hopping a couple of different places. But, like, that's it, man. Like, that's exactly what more people need is just an evening that stretches the limits of what they thought was possible, I suppose. Yeah, dude. Dude, not to mention that uh, at midnight that night, my single came out and we were <laughs> listening to it on Spotify, like on the on the house sound system. I was like, what? How did that feel considering was like two months ago, we found one of your old songs on there. But like now this is a different path forward and like, it's a whole different new band and now you're even up on Spotify and we were playing you in the the middle of the <laughs> I was ho I thought I was recording your reaction. Uh nope, drunk me was just snapping one picture and just staring at my phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Dude, that was so funny. Like we, we walked up there um right around like twelve thirty or twelve twenty five or whatever and and I don't know what hit me, but all of a sudden I was just like, oh, my gosh, Mountain Standard Time just came out like 20 minutes ago. And uh, and so, yeah, we, we went up, we like had some beers and obviously y'all were playing pool. And then as everyone sort of filed out and there was only like a handful of us left, uh, Christina had to go and play it on the TV. And um, and to me, like, if I'm being super honest, like the only thing I was feeling in that moment was like one I'm glad the distribution process worked. Like, I'm glad that it actually <laughs> uploaded correctly. And two, that, like, uh, that was the first time I had heard it on a sound system other than either my own, like, headphones or Alex's speakers, like, in the studio. And mm -hmm. so, like, the whole time I was just, like, listening to it and kind of hearing how it sounds, like, on someone else's sound system. Uh this is being like very critical of it, but, but no, it, it, it makes me happy. Like, even if it was out of a joke, like the fact that they took the time to uh, listen and throw it up there, that was pretty fun. No, what's really funny is like, uh, they are playing on the local station here. Uh, I want to say it's on 92. It might be on the other one, but um, it's funny because like, that's the station my sister listens to. I'm like five feet out of the range of it. So I really can't pick it up here in Algona, but like, it's funny when we're messaging back and forth and like, uh, she had just gotten off work the other night and it was playing on the radio and she's like telling me about her night, whatever. And like, I heard it in the background before she noticed it. And like, she got like halfway through what she was talking about. She's like, wait, is this Fosbender? I was like, yeah, yeah, it is. That's fucking wild is awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, because, like, you know, shout out to Josh Mason over there. He, uh, oh, I had yeah. met up with him, like, a week prior, and I was like, hey, our, our single drops on a Friday. I know you all have, like, that regional rock hour. Is there any way that uh, we can get it on the radio that Friday so that it all, like, links up with release day and um, – He's like, oh, you better believe it. And he even like, <laughs> he, he told me he even like uh, talked it up a little bit, like throughout the day. 
like before the regional rock hour came, he was like telling people that there's new releases and stuff. So um, I'm like, man, I am, I am not bullshitting you. These two songs that you've put out so far are really fucking good. Like I'm anticipating the next one and the the whole album for sure. But like these two songs have such longevity to them. Like, I'm going to be jamming to them also when the the new CD drops. I'm not too worried that they're going to wear themselves out because, like, they just have great hooks to them. And, like, they just carry you through the whole song very well. So, Dude, that that's an amazing compliment. I appreciate it. And, dude, honestly, like, if you like these songs, all like, I know everyone says this, but, like, what I'm going to say <laughs> is uh, those two are the most, like, or like very much so on the very folk side of the record. We have some songs. Actually, Alex just sent me a new bounce out of one of the songs um, that we're finishing up soon. And it's got like the full drum kit. It's got electric guitars. It's got like, and I'm like, man, like I, I'm, I just know, like if you like the folk stuff, um, get ready to hear some of our more like folk rocks side of the things because um we have some songs obviously that are very stripped down um, very much. So like my taste in like folk music. And then you get Alex's like uh, influence on like the other half of the record where it just gets very, um, just very big and full and epic. Uh, and yeah, we're actually talking to some like guest artists right now. We might get like a pedal steel player um, as well as uh, Claudia from Renegade Soul. Um, we might try to get her to play a fiddle on, on uh, one of the songs. So, Hell yeah. the, dude, the the album is like, what's so funny is these start as little like just acoustic tracks with a voice, and then slowly but surely, you start figuring out what's possible. And now some of these songs are like full blown rock songs, and it's like, let's go. Yes, let's go indeed. God, I'm so looking forward to that. So let's let's wrap it up here. Um, we have Halloween coming this weekend. Uh, do you have any shows over the weekend? Yeah, man. So uh, actually the Tank Anthony band's traveling to St. Louis for Friday and Saturday. Um, so yeah, we uh, Elijah, our drummer, is actually from down in that area. And so, and it's oh, his shit. birthday. It's his birthday that following Monday, I believe, or Sunday. Um, I can't remember, but. So but uh, all but, kinds of rowdiness. Yeah, yeah. So we get to go down there and see his family. And, um, you know, he doesn't get to go down there very often. So uh, we uh, we got to meet his family last fall. Um, we went down there for like a St. Louis Cardinals game. And, and yeah, so we're going to go back down there with the band. We're going to – there's a place called the Honky Tonk, which is like basically right up our alley as a country band. So we're going to tear that place up Hell and yeah. um, make some – Make some memories, but uh, yeah. Other than if that, oh, I've got my what's that? Uh, if you're in the area, by by all means, check it out. Um, I think we'll find we'll probably find a poster. So if you're listening to this and want to go hang out with the boys, we'll be able to hook you up there too. So yeah, man, for sure. <sighs> yeah, and then I've got my uh, I've got my art appointment for first tattoo tomorrow. So <gasps> we. Uh, Finally, gonna go in and talk to the artist and see uh, see what maybe we can uh, cook up. Hell yeah, I'm so excited about that. 
Uh, if you're going to be in the Fort Dodge area, uh, obviously you got Clint and Love Bomb there at Blue Lagers on Saturday. We have the Monster Ball. That's going to be uh, both the second floor and the third floor for the Eagles Landing. Um, if you want to be a little rowdier, a little, little more noisier, third floor is definitely going to be the place to be. Uh, I got a few local bands that are going to be just killing it that night. And then if you want a little tamer, a little quieter down in the bar area for the hideout, is going to be the perfect place to be for sure. So I'm going to be there. I've got a show in Des Moines earlier that day. So I'll be rushing to get back to it. But like, I'll be set up. I can't wait to see everybody's different outfits and costumes uh i will probably be dressing up i haven't decided for sure what i'm going to be doing but with that mohawk trimmed it's hard not to want to show it off a little bit more so (laughs) dude that's going to be so epic i can't wait to see the pictures it's gonna be a good night so wishing y'all a happy halloween coming up uh i can't wait to talk about everything that's happening this week next week um thanks for joining us for this half hour and uh, we'll be back with more fab for your ears next week. So love you guys. And we'll catch you then. Bye.